Welcome to Creative Conversations. I'm Roger Humphrey. In this episode, I'm talking with Australian guitarist Ken Cook about gigs, students, the COVID restrictions, and much more. We're half a world apart, but our careers are so similar we may as well be neighbors. I'll let you decide which one of us has the accent. We join in progress. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, this I, I want to thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate this. This is uh, oh, this uh, is great. That if you look at if you look at a map, we yeah. are surrounded by the Great Lakes. We look like a mitten. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Okay, yep. and and I where, might actually bring one up while I, while you're talking. <laughs> okay, and and where I where I live, um, I work in Lansing, and I live just a bit north of Lansing, uh, which oh, is right, okay. right smack dab in the middle, and yeah. um, and so. Uh, uh, and the, the interesting thing about Michigan, such as it is, is most of the population is in the southern half. Mm. And so once you once you go north, it's resort and you know, there's a ton uh. of inland lakes. I mean, you know, everybody's got a place up north. You know, what I'm <laughs> is that where you do those weddings up there? Or yeah, yeah. There's okay. um, if you look if 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 you brought it up, um, there is um, right at the very tip of that mitten. Yeah. Um, there's another finger of land that stretches out over the top of it. And 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 those two peninsulas is what's considered the lower peninsula and the upper peninsula. Um, yeah. uh, and and it's a five-mile stretch at the narrow point. And just off to that a little bit is a place called Mackinac Island. It's spelled ah, it's yeah. a French spelling, M-A-C-K-I-N-A-C, Mackinac Island. But it's a resort island. It was at one time during our Revolutionary War. It was... Um, an outpost first, well, for the for the French and then later for the English, yeah. um, and um, uh, so anyway, um, uh, it's no the fort is still there, but it's now just strictly a tourist place, very small. Um, yeah. So, uh, forgive my ignorance here. Are you guys on imperial system, or do you do the metrics there? Uh, um, metric, yeah. Metrics, okay. So going going around the island, it would be approximately fourteen kilometer. Okay. And, yeah. Right. And, and probably uh, about four, four and a half kilometer across. So it's a, it's a small, um, it, it's it's a, it's a small island, and yeah. because it's so small, uh, yeah. they outlawed over a hundred years ago. They outlawed uh, motorized vehicles. Oh wow! Okay. And so everybody gets around by bicycle or. Oh, um, I can see it now. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, gets, it, it, it get, we get around by bicycle and we get around by uh, a, a horse-drawn. Um, all of the freight, <laughs> everything up there is is, is pulled by a horse and wagon. Oh, uh, wow. The taxis are all, and all of the shuttles are all all horse-drawn. And, um, and so you either walk it or ride it. And, That's uh, so cool. <laughs> it, it really is. It's, 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 it's a real magical place. Yeah. Um, but um, it's it it the, the season typically the season starts uh, right about now actually they they start about mid to late uh -huh. April and things start opening up a little bit yeah. uh, and then uh, they really start getting rolling in May uh, yeah. and then um, and then things shut down uh, about mid October and mm. in that short amount of time everybody's got to make their living you you've mm. got about a six you got a six month stretch in there and yeah. but during that time it's absolutely gorgeous up there it is yeah but but in the winter time man it's you better buckle up <laughs> wow yeah the photos you've you've posted of the weddings have been amazing i've you know i love uh, seeing what other 
people do for their wedding gigs around the world. Most of them are in the United States, a couple in England and that sort of thing. But uh, now, but I've seen some of the pictures that you've posted. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, nice places as well. Yeah, we, yeah. Um, we've got, we've got uh, a big wine region up uh, about 45 minutes, half an hour from where I live here, and um, it's called the Barossa Valley, and they have a lot of weddings up there as well. So, But that's, you know... Compared to America, um, Australia's, or especially where I am in South Australia, we don't get, we get a lot of heat, but we never have very intense winters. It never snows here. And um, it's, some people uh, compare it to some parts of California, I think, the weather. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, Sydney and Melbourne, they get the more uh, intense, even with this virus, you know, it's broken out, obviously a bigger city, but it's, it's not a very dense population where I am. It's only about one and a half million people in Adelaide. Okay. And, um, yeah, so most of my weddings are sort of, or half of them are probably up around the Barossa area because a lot of, yeah, most of the wineries here is where people get married. A few church ones still, but not that many, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. that's kind of the same here, I guess. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, every now and then I get that... Um, not, it's not not a panic, but just that thing where, well, I'm a full-time musician. I've got to keep this going, you know. Otherwise, something could happen uh, next week. Something could drop off, and it very rarely does. But that's what keeps me going. And then, but then I always do like even in this situation, you know, my wife's uh, Tammy. Tammy, she said to me the other day, um, "You're taking on, you know, online students." that you didn't have before that aren't from the schools. They're extra people now. So what about when the schools open up again? How are you going to teach these people? Oh, and I always say, oh, I'll be okay. And she says, yeah, but you always say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, you go back and you think, oh, no. <laughs> so how many how many students are you teaching right now? How big of a student load are you carrying? Uh, it's up around 50 a week if if they're all there. you know. That, and Because that, I teach at four primary uh, primary schools and um, one school is a primary and, and senior school together. So... Um, yeah, two days at one school and then I travel. But see, the the most travel I do is, is only about 30 minutes from my house. So, yeah. But but two of my schools, one is literally a kilometre away and I would walk there if I didn't have to take my amplifier and my guitar. <laughs> and the other one is uh, 10 minutes away drive. So it's uh, it's pretty good um, as far as that goes. But it's been a good start to the year. I was just um, – I mean, it's a – it's not really a problem, but you know when your your teaching schedule settles down at the start of the year, and you finally got you've called this person back, and that one's got his book now, and everyone's ready to go, and then bang, the virus hit, and then I to completely <laughs> change what I was doing all over again, and it's been a bit oh, stressful. It's just, yeah, all of us. For me, as a uh, as a classical and slash fingerstyle guitar player, I don't have to be all things to all people. Mm, that's yeah, a good thing i think it, it really 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 is and so yeah. i can focus on in one or two areas and not worry about the others and uh, it says i really want to learn how to play x amount of music i can say you know i'm terrible at that but how about if we graduate you over to this teacher yeah. and they get somebody who specializes in that and it's just that's that's, that's great that's, yeah. it's, it, it really is it's great for the student and, and and it makes my life a lot easier you know so because I am the world's worst lead guitar player. You've never. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a good finger style player, and I'm good at what I do. But you get me outside of that. I'm, I'm pretty narrow here. I yeah. get outside of that, and I'm 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 in the deep end at that point. I'm, I can't can't do it at all. 
Yeah, well, I find that more with the um, teaching at high school the last few years. I haven't done that before. And, um, you know, I'm getting kids come in that practice a lot and they say, oh, I want to learn this John Mayer song. And I think, oh, okay. But then I, my, straight away I think, oh, God, I'm going to have to listen to that, work it out, and, you know, pretend that I, I've got it covered, turn up to the lesson. And then, you know, <laughs> and I think then the, the time involved in that is it's almost you start to go into the negatives with what you're actually getting paid, <laughs> you know. So I, I set them up and I sort of go through the basics. But I say, geez, you know. Um, yeah, I found a great video of this one that helps and just takes you that next to that next spot in the song, you know, because I'm honest with them, though. I say, look, you know, I, I teach a lot of kids now and I I can't, I can do so much with this song, but I can't show you every note in this solo because it's just, it's just enough time for me to do that, you know, spend sure. an hour at home learning one song for a, a 30 minute student, you know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's, it's, and they don't realize how much, uh, is going on in the back room. I mean, there's nah. just a lot of work that that's, that's occurring and, yeah. and it's, and, and they never, they, you know, I, I do a lot of, um, uh, with the weddings, I, I get people who will ask for, for different songs that they want me to play and, and I don't sing. So it's all, I have to work up instrumental versions of all these different songs and yeah, and and some of them are pretty easy, uh, mm. but but others, you know, I mean, I've had literally I've had as much as 15, 20 hours into a song trying to get it ready just so I could play probably a 45 minute snatch of it as some bride walks in. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and and, uh, and and they just don't understand that. I mean, they, you know, and it's it, I mean, you and I work really hard to make it look easy. So that, so we're kind mm. of victims of our own success in that way. <laughs> yeah that's right we are yeah I, I agree with that i mean yeah i mean do you um do you notate it all yourself um or do you just have just sort of do a rough sketch of the song and then just play it from that kind of thing um it de- depends on depends on the the end goal if i'm just going to play uh the, the song f- for a wedding um then i will uh uh i'll just just you know do it off, off the top of my head um, people are surprised when they come to me and um, and they'll look over my shoulder at my music stand. I can't memorize very well. I, mm. um, uh, so anyway, I've, I've always suffered from memory lapses, so I pretty much always always read and um, yeah, and I'll look over my shoulder to take a look at the music, and all it is is a uh, it's just it's words and chords. And yeah. the words kind of keep me honest, and so I know where I am in the song, and and the chords <laughs> remind me of which chord I'm going to. Now all of the all of the moves have been worked out. And, you know, these are just visual cues for me. You yeah. Know, it's, so I, I've 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 worked it out and I've practiced it, and but yeah. it keeps me from getting lost. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But they're expecting to see some full notation. It's it's not there now. If I'm doing something for a student um, or something like that, then I'll fully notate it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the student. Um, uh, I did um, uh, for one student recently. Um, I did uh, uh, an arrangement, a fingerstyle arrangement of "Imagine" by John Lennon, and um, and it is, it, it doesn't have the opening piano part to it at all, and uh. it's, and it's very much as, as simplified, but it is the melody. It sounds like the song, and they're happy with that. And then later mm. on, you know, I might do a more complete version of it and uh uh, and when they're ready for it then i would give them that one instead or give it to somebody else so so i kind of build on it from that from that perspective but um yeah i found it 
uh, great with the online lessons lately to um, to have the laptop in front of me and I can, you know, be typing something out quickly on my music program called Sibelius. I don't, do you guys have yeah. that in America? We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. I don't use it, but we, we have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just quickly, I'm getting pretty, I went and did a music kind of refresher course and did a diploma in music about six or seven years ago. Just one of the things that I got out of it was learning to use this program more efficiently you know so i can sit there and do the keyboard shortcuts and do a quick little chart of tab or or notation for them and then send it straight to them on skype and then they've got no excuse not to practice (laughs) (laughs) but it's great i wish i could do this everywhere i went but you know because behind me here i mean everyone's got it in their studio or whatever but there's just about you know 65 guitar books that way and about seven guitars there and more books down here and you know cds and more books and little amplifiers and but you just wish you could take this to all the all the schools and have the resources but you can't <laughs> yeah I've, we've heard i mean because we had the terrible fires here um, yeah we were all wor- we were all worried about that over here I, i'll tell you people were following that very closely here yeah it was um i mean again you know where where i live we had it in the Adelaide Hills, um, which is only about 30 minutes from my house. And uh, there was parts of towns that were destroyed and that sort of thing. But again, it was New South Wales and Victoria, Queensland that, that had the, the worst damage that you saw on, on the news. But um, uh, yeah, we feel safe, you know, here in Australia, um, twice as bad for people that have perhaps maybe only just got their lives back on track from that. And then they've had their businesses shut down or they've lost their jobs. And oh, I saw yeah. in the, the news yesterday that um, they said 16 million Americans have now another about to lose their jobs or something. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 um, I mean, everything, what's ha- everything here. And I think it is all over the country. Every, everybody's just, uh, just staying home. And, mm. and, and, and I, and I see that pretty much everywhere. I'm uh, reports yeah. coming out of Europe with friends there and, and, mm. Um, and oh, and I have a, a another Facebook friend um, that <laughs> that uh, isn't in, in. He's a guitarist in Sao Paulo, Brazil, oh, and, wow. uh, and he and he posted um, a, a photograph last night. Um, he's doing he's putting down some tracks in the studio, but but he had the mask on, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, uh-huh. and, and that's kind of like the new fashion accessory anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is actually. But yeah, we've got we've got a, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people uh, are out of work, um, mm. uh, and a lot of businesses are shut down. The, mm. the government's kind of stepped up, and they're trying to provide uh, some unemployment uh, benefits for people, so they they'll have some income coming in and such. But yeah, it's we've had some restrictions here um, in in place by the government and people can actually still get married here but it has to be um most of people are can- cancelling but you can only have i think five people at the wedding or something like that and people are still doing it you know but and uh, i was supposed to play for a friend uh, a t- couple of weeks ago and and they cancelled theirs because at, at that stage the government said it has to be 100 people or less at the wedding and it's including the catering and the musicians and everyone. So oh. she wasn't she wasn't going to be able to cull that many p- names from the list to you know people that she loves and everything. So sure. she she decided to cancel it and she said, oh, I'm going to do it in November. And I said, uh, okay, because our government here keeps on saying this could take six months, you know, because that's what was I was feeling better yesterday about it. And then I saw the news and I thought, oh, 
here we go because they because we're about to come into our winter here so right and where i live um there's a lot of aged people in in adelaide and that sort of thing and lots of aged care that's a big business here um you know hundreds of aged care centers and they're worried about elderly people here getting sick from going to the, the store or you know just going to the bus stop and touching something same, you know. same, same thing here um uh we of course the little area that i live in everybody's uh everybody has their own car and 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 uh, yeah. much you know we, public transportation isn't much of an issue here which is mm-hmm. a good thing I, six months ago i would have said this kind of a cry and shame but now it's like it's a good thing you know yeah yeah <laughs> and um uh, but uh, they've come up with new regulations on how many people can be in a store at a time. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so it's, yeah, and the stores are, uh, you know, the, the reducing their hours and, 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 and cutting people back. And Yeah, we've got 100, I think. There's a guy, the security guy at the, at the store now, like Coles or Woolworths or something like that. And, um, yeah, it's, I think it's 100 people can be in the store at the time. He's got one of those little clickers like the bouncers have oh, at the yeah. nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, they do that. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's just such a weird time. <laughs> it, it really, really is. It's a very, very peculiar time. I, uh, it's it's going to change us. I mean, I think we're going to do more online than we ever have because mm-hmm. we, found, we've, we found out that we can. You know, I think a lot of people have been afraid of it. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of my students had already done it through for, for makeup lessons and things like that. So yeah. for us, it was a fairly easy transition. Mm. Uh, you know, just say, OK, we're going to do this online. And I already had the, the information and they had my information. And so I had uh, a, a small handful of people that we had to set it up. But a lot of these students had been set up a long time ago. And now mm. it's just like, OK, I will see you at your usual time, but yeah. I'll see you on the computer instead of you know yeah that's what i've been trying to do especially with the smaller kids that i teach um keep that the structure and the routine there for them you know so they know get thursday's guitar day and at least i don't have to worry about kids forgetting their guitars now at school (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the worst you go to the door and you knock on the oh is uh you know um christian ready for his lesson and they give you that look you know (laughs) i forgot my guitar i hear that at least once a day every day of the term <laughs> uh at least you know at the music store it's okay because they're there and they've got their guitar and there's guitars in the store i suppose <laughs> right yeah and that's that's happened more than once i've had students walk in um and keep in mind these are these are young kids and they're coming in with their parents and everybody in the family has forgot that they need to bring a guitar and the music to the music lesson and it's like really <laughs> oh that cracks me up that's oh, <laughs> it's, uh, I played I played in a band once with a guy that a bass player who forgot his bass. We had this big gig at the Adelaide Casino, and um, <laughs> yeah, two nights, you know. On the second night, we'd uh, left our gear there from Friday night, and he turns up the next night. Hey, fellas, yeah. Um, so what time do we go on? I said, oh, you know, same as last time. We sound check about eight o'clock. Where's your bass? Ah. Oh. <laughs> 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 we're all walking in with our guitars he's walking in with us you know and uh, he says oh i'll just i'll just gotta go home for a second and yeah <laughs> well, you, you get them all don't you <laughs> uh, this is this is this is a funny business <laughs> it is you must have some, I, 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 do you get people saying to you you should write a book about some of the things that have happened at weddings and oh 
Oh, you know? yeah. Weddings, weddings and lessons. Absolutely. I've had it for years. People say, oh, you ought to write a book. I was like, I just got time. <laughs> that, that's, that, that takes effort. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a bride who was drunk once who turned up um, down at the beach not far from here, about 10 minutes. Uh, it was 43 degrees that day. So what's that, about 110 or 108 or something? Yeah, so something I'm like sure. that. I'm not sure what that what that translates out to, but yeah, yeah, somewhere. yeah, be be over a hundred, sure. Yeah, and I said to, I rang the groom in the morning. I said, look, uh, I know you want me to play music on the sand on the beach, but you know I've got an expensive instrument. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that won't want to stand out in the sun. So can I just play when your bride when your your your, wife, your bride to be arrives? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I got out there. I played one song. People were being helped onto the sand and quite a lot of elderly people and i felt so bad for them it was so hot and um i went and bought this little hat for the day that <laughs> matched my suit because i thought I'm, I'm gonna get fried out there you know and um yeah you gotta try it with a bald head sometimes <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i've got a i've got a patch back there you know i was worried about it and uh, uh that was you know eight years ago and then when the when the the limousine pulled up i could hear this giggling and laughing and i turned around oh, that's great they're you know they're having fun Next minute, she sort of staggered a little bit through the sand. I thought, maybe it's just the sand, you know, think positive. And then she walked past me in, you know, a little hiccup. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> so I think the pressure of it and because, you know, that's when the conditions change, that's when the stress goes right up, doesn't it, when there's rain or heat. or. Oh. I, I played at a wedding some years ago uh, in, uh, in, in this beautiful old stone cathedral. Oh, yeah. And so, and it had been built long before there was such a thing as central air or anything like that, you know. <laughs> and so so anyway, I roll up and I and I, I as I'm getting out of my car and and grabbing my stuff, um, I see the groom and his and his uh, uh, his friends out out back and they were just firing up some cigars. <laughs> and uh, and. And I walked in and, and uh, I looked around and finally found the minister and I talked to him and he says, says to me, he says, well, I know the, he says, the bride's getting dressed. But he says, I know the groom's around here somewhere because I saw him, but I'm not sure where he's at right now. And I said, oh, I saw him out back. I says, he's out, out outside with his friends and they're smoking cigars. And the priest immediately, or the minister <laughs> immediately is just like, oh, no. <laughs> and he goes bolting out the back. <laughs> and he comes back a few minutes later, and I said, "Well, what was that all about?" He said, "Apparently, the week before he had done a wedding, and it was all and it was hot both these weekends, just really, really uncomfortably hot, and not just hot, but humid, just like oh, that's the worst." And and so and so anyway, apparently, uh, and of course, in one of these old churches like that, it's worse inside than it is outside. Mm. And, and it was the same situation. The, the the groom and a couple of his buddies had been outside smoking cigars. <laughs> And during the middle of the ceremony, apparently the heat, the cigar smoke, and everything else got to him, and he got physically ill right in the middle of the ceremony. Oh. And just and everybody, and of course that just that's a chain reaction, right? <laughs> and he says, "That's not going to happen this week. There is no <laughs> stamp it out." <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's, have you have you ever done those weddings where you have to? Um, they say, "Oh, well, it's a little bit." off a beaten track a little bit and you find yourself trekking through the down some path with your amplifier and your speaker and your music stand oh i've done a few of those as well <laughs> I, I uh last last summer summer before last yeah 
I was I was given uh, you know an address of where I needed to be, and they said, yeah, it's it's this cabin in the woods down by the lake, and this that and the other. And I said, okay, and turn down this thing, and I've got the GPS on, you know, so I've got get this voice saying, you know, turn left here and turn right there, and and so. I find myself in the middle of the woods and I look around, there's nothing. And the voice says, you have reached your destination. (laughs) Oh, that's good. And I'm going, well, no, I haven't. (laughs) So so I I, I take a left, had to go one way or another. So I I took a left and I went down. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm single tracking in a Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, I'm going, well, and there's there was no place to even turn around. I got branches hitting the car. <laughs> so I went and uh, finally got turned around and went in the opposite direction. And sure enough, I found it. But but yeah, it's just right in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I got these great big old growth trees right there. And I mean, literally right smack dab in the middle of the forest. Says, you oh have reached God. your destination. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had one up here that was like that. It was... um. Yeah, I, my GPS actually stopped, or the 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 phone company here Telstra dropped out. So um, I was looking, where's those instructions gone? And I'm madly pressing around on my phone, and I had to pull over and ask at the um, petrol station and say, "Hey, where's this winery? Oh, you've you've missed it. It's way back there." <laughs> okay, thanks. You know, and then I got there all stressed, but it was actually everyone was running late. So when you get there and the the caterers are still setting up. It's like, oh, thank you. you know? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a funny business. I'll tell you. And, and, and if you can't be in this business 20 minutes without coming away from, with some stories to tell, I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the students too. I mean, I love, the st- I love my students and I've, I've been doing this 52 years teaching 52 years now. Wow. And uh, I, I, and, <laughs> Nobody's more surprised by that number than I am. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, um, uh, but it's, it's, uh, some of the kids that I've worked with, uh, good students, but you know, the, the little kids particularly are hilarious. Mm. You know, you just, you just don't know what to expect from them. And, Mm. um, and I, and one of my favorite stories I've told everybody a hundred times, people who know me are tired of hearing the story. <laughs> but, <Tell> uh, away. <laughs> I, I had a little girl who was about six years old, and and when they're that young, I have their their uh, mother or father, somebody's a parent is always in the room with them. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, uh, for uh, for a whole lot of different reasons, and yeah. her mother was um, played guitar, but did not want to take on the role of teacher. She really felt that she wanted somebody who was a professional to do this, and you know, it's mm. so, okay, fine. And so. Normally, I would use a, a, a regular guitar tuner, you know, and, and, and tune the guitar. That particular day, the battery had died in my guitar tuner. So, uh-huh. and it happens, you know, so I pulled a tuning fork out of my guitar case, and I was going to use that for the day, and then I figured I'd get a new battery that night, no big deal. So I've got, the, got my tuning fork out, and, uh, and I whack it on my knee and, and, and uh, set it on the face of the guitar so you could hear the note, and, uh, and then I got the A string tuned, and went ahead and tuned the rest of the guitar and her eyes are like saucers, you know, she's watching me like this, you know? So, so uh, I said to her, I said, do you know what this is? And she said, yes, my mom has one. She said, she said, she says, I think it's called a pitchfork. 
<laughs> well, that's close. <laughs> and that's that's a good guess. No, it's a it's a tuning fork. Okay, fine. She's only six. You know, that's a good guess. At six years old, maybe seven. And so I, I said, do you want to see it? And she says, nope, I know how they work. Oh, I said, oh really? I said, how, do you, how, how does it work? And she said, we well, hold on to the long skinny part. And then the, the you part, she says, you hit it on something really hard. And then she says, and if you're really careful, it tickles when you put it up your nose. <laughs> and her mother went, what? <laughs> Uh, that's good. It's, it's just, <laughs> you should I, write a book about all this stuff. Oh my God, you can't. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I tell people that, they say you should write a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I went. I just thought of a funny one. Then um, I was playing at a church about six years ago, and um, the bride's parents turned up and a few friends to um, to help with the flowers and everything. And uh, I was I arrived early, like I always do, and I'm up the front talking to the priest and. He's coordinating when I'm going to play. Next minute, this this the, all this family walk in and they say, "Where's the flowers?" They said to me. I said, oh, "Hi, I'm Ken. I'm the guitarist." And they they didn't really care. That. Did you see the flowers? Are they here? I said, "No, no, I haven't seen any flowers." And they look at each other. The flowers aren't here. The flowers aren't here. You know, it was like one of those Steve Martin movies or something. You know. And um, <laughs> next minute, they go outside. They're all making phone calls, and unbeknownst to them, this courier driver. Uh, he's come in the side door and straight up to me. I don't know what about what it was about me that day. And he and he says, "Hi there, mate. Uh, got the flowers for the wedding." I said, "Oh, they're going to be so happy they're here." And uh, he just he was in a rush, and I I signed for them. He just threw them on. They were in boxes on the on the pews at the front, you know, where I was. <laughs> and uh, I'm tuning up, and he he took off real quick. And uh, then the 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 mother comes back in, and the auntie and everything, and they're like, "I said, oh, the flowers are here." And they're like, "Oh, thank God for that." And they said, oh, now, can you just give us a hand to uh, arrange? I said, no, like, you know, I'm sorry, but I've got to get tuned up and prepared and everything. And I ended up, I did actually help them a little bit, but it's just, they were just in such a state, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's horrible to see some people stress out so much about it. It's supposed to be the happiest day of their life for their kids. And uh, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> hey, have you, I just thought of something else then too. Have you ever had, you probably do. I'm sure you do. Um, when you're playing outside and they'll say, all right, we want you to play over here. And then when everyone turns up, the guests come in and the, and the celebrant says, oh, would everyone like to move in? All you people at the back come in and all of a sudden you, you're playing and you've got someone standing right behind you. Has that happened to you? And they're looking at your music and they're talking about it while you're playing. Oh, yeah. oh he's going he's gonna to play Tears in Heaven next. Oh, I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever had people do that? I have. Oh, it happens oh, yeah. more, than, more often than not, actually. It's so annoying. I have to say to them, excuse me, would you just stand back a bit, please? Or, or there's some guys that have distant relatives. And I had a few guys at a wedding recently and they were talking um, amongst themselves and they'd just come back for some doing some mining work up at Roxby Downs which is about four or five hours from where we are and they'd been working in the mines and and they were real your classic Australian you know with that oh yeah mate geez you know all that sort of crocodile dundee kind of you know <laughs> voice and uh and they were talking quite loudly at the back and I think I just wanted to say would you guys just just shut up just for three minutes you know like just <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that bloke on the guitar, yeah, my, my nephew used to play, yeah, he's pretty good. And it's like, oh, God, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and they all know that one person uh. play anything. You know, you just all he has to do is hear it one time, and he sounds just like the record. <laughs> That's the most common one, isn't it? It is, isn't, isn't, and they and, and they all know that one person. And the funny thing is that a couple of these places, um, when I've played like like uh, like cocktail music or something like that, that person <laughs> is a guest at the wedding, and they'll bring him over. You know, this is Uncle Bob, and you know all he has, he plays guitar, and he's so good. All he has to do is hear a song one time, and he knows how to play it, just like the record. And Uncle Bob is looking at him in total shock, going, uh, <laughs> "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, actually, that's probably number one, isn't it? At the top of the list, that one. Uh, yeah, that and, um, and that makes me laugh. And and the smart Alex that'll walk by, come up to you as you're listening. I'm sitting here playing, you know, Paco Bell's Canon or something, you know. And they yeah. go, "You do any Led Zeppelin?" Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's very common. Australians love to uh, to do that sort of smart Alec kind of humour here. You know, Same and <laughs> sometimes, yeah, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it, you know, like, and because you know what they're going to say, they come up to you, they got the, the beer in their hand, and you go, oh, here we go, yeah, yeah. it's going to be Led Zeppelin, Metallica, or you know, but Freebird, Freebird, free <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big one in the States, isn't it? <laughs> Play Freebird, it's 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 a popular form, I everybody loves it, and it's it's great party music, great stuff to dance to and drink to, and things like that, but. Mm. So I, I do I did goofing around one time and I did this for a student. Um, I worked up a, a classical guitar version or a solo guitar version I should say of Smoke on the Water just goofing. Oh around. wow! And and uh, and I don't play it for real, but every oh. once in a while if I get one of these smart Alex coming through, I'll I'll pull it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, it's very monotonous that song, isn't it? It's, oh, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, I just um, I was just looking. I've got, I've actually got because I teach. Uh, well, I when I first started doing the weddings, um, I wanted to have this huge repertoire of songs, and I realised how long it was going to take me to to build that up. So I found those Hal Leonard fingerstyle books, and oh, yeah. I ended up buying just about every one of them. And um, yeah, like this kind of this kind of stuff, you know, the oh, popular yeah. hits and that. And they're very watered down, but they're great because people just want to hear the melodies, as you know, and you know, but there's a version of Freebird in that, and um, if I was in America, I'm sure it would people would know it more. I played it here, and no one really knows it. They only know Sweet Home Alabama. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny it's... how. Go ahead. Oh, it's funny how how many kids, uh, little kids here, know Sweet Home Alabama. You know, they don't know what, who sings it or anything. They just know the song. And I've been teaching that this year to eight-year-olds, you know, in Australia. So it's quite funny. <laughs> and it's it was well, it's, it's it, the opening lick is fun to play and it's not oh yeah to, yeah and so and and it's 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 a very recognizable hook so it's yeah it's, so the students really you're right they really like it and uh, oh I, I, I there was a line that one of my brides said one time we we're trying to go through some music and figure some stuff out and she just offhandedly said and of course the Beatles are always appropriate and I went wow what a line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because it's true, you can you can find a few Beatles songs and it's it'll fit. I mean, you know. Ah, oh. it's funny. I was just thinking this morning when I was having a coffee. I'm thinking, you know, having this time off, you know, because we've got school holidays now, so uh, it's Easter here and then obviously Easter everywhere. But um, uh, we've got um, a two week break. Um, I'm still doing a little bit of teaching, but I'm thinking I want to play 
some music that I just want to that I enjoy for the next few weeks and hopefully record some of it and because I do I, I play in a band called Pulse as well which um, we all get along really well and have a bit of fun but you know most of the music's okay but you know a lot of it's you know just this the standard ABBA and all that sort of stuff playing at the weddings and you know if if I didn't get along with the guys as as well as we all do it's kind of like going to work if you like you know what I mean it's not really you don't come away with it I never break a sweat and I never you know think wow some of the gigs are, are really good when we play just music that we pick a bit more you know when we can play you know some Eric Clapton or some bit more groove stuff or a bit of soul but when you have to do that normal wedding stuff in a band it's uh yeah. it's like clock on clock off you know so <laughs> i've had i've had a lot of that leading up to these holidays and then now there's unexpected holidays so i'm really looking forward to going through some lennon mccartney and you know just playing those beautiful songs of theirs it's just amazing oh, those are, yeah those are those are great songs and and uh, i did i did the same thing i played so much wedding stuff for so long mm. and um and between that and the teaching and everything else that i was doing i just felt like I, and, and even the classical stuff that I was teaching, a lot of it was music that there was an expectation. Um, uh, mm. So I, I, if, if I'm working with a teenager, I want to get them good enough so that if they want to go to college, they can pass the uh, audition. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah. and if, if I was, when I was teaching at college, uh, the college that I taught at, or both colleges, uh, were just four-year institutions. So mm. if anybody wanted to go on to, to graduate school, they would have to audition to get into another program. So I had to make sure they were in, you know, and so that meant that all of the repertoire we were working, whether I liked it or not, all of the repertoire we were working on was fit that criteria. Yeah. And, and, right. and so I've cut back on my teaching significantly. Um, and, uh, and I haven't taken a new student in probably, probably eight months now or something like that. Anyway, yeah. just kind of, winding down i don't want to stop but I, no, no. I, I don't want to pound it out like i used to either and yeah. and so i've got some time and it's sort of like i can play anything i want and then it was like i'm not even sure what that means anymore <laughs> that's what happens though doesn't it yeah yeah you just get so busy playing what other people want you to play just a, a gun for hire so to speak and it's just uh you know it, it when, when you finally get a chance to play what you want you know and mm -hmm. and it's a huge library of music, and it's like, I don't know. So right now, find sorry, go on. I was going to say, right now on my music stand, I've got um, uh, uh, the piano preludes by uh, George Gershwin that have been oh, transcribed wow. for guitar, and um, and I'm working on the second one. I've always been real fond of it, so I'm working on that one pr primarily, and and trying to determine whether or not I want to even get into the other two, but but that one for sure. Yeah. So, uh, do you go through periods with your playing where? Um, it, you, you maintain us this kind of level of of, of um, accomplishment, but you, yeah, uh, it, it's not. I don't know how to describe it, but you kind of go into a, a constant state of yes, everything's fine. But when you go to try something a little bit harder, or you reach for something at a gig that you want to do, and you think, oh, that's not there, then that, and then you go, that's because I'm teaching so much. You know, does that? Do you ever have yeah, thoughts like that? Absolutely, <laughs> I have. Um, uh, uh, and that was that was a problem. I found myself when I was teaching um, so much. I was teaching 93 private students a week. Yeah, I can't believe plus, that. Plus four classes, and I was driving. And literally, I would leave the house about 7:30 in the morning, and yeah. I'd get home about 10 o'clock at night. I wasn't oh doing God. any gigs at that time, 
And and I, that would be Monday through Friday, and then Saturday I would start at nine in the morning and teach until six in the evening, mm-hmm. and that's all I did was teach. And um, and I got um, after about a year uh, of being really busy, uh, about six months of that, and then a little less, but still very busy. Um, mm-hmm. I got to a point where I mean I couldn't hardly play. Mary had a little lamb without screwing it up. It, oh, wow. it just just everything was yeah falling apart. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's you know, that's the worst feeling actually. Yeah, you know, you, because you you you're you're too tired to do the work, and it, then you just walk around with a guilt feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, to be honest, I struggle with that one. You know, the last few years I have since the numbers have gone up again, and um, I think, geez, like, you know, even uh, some Tommy, maybe a Tommy Emmanuel song where I can never play his stuff note for note, but okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's a—he's just—he's uh, unbelievable. He's a beast. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he, I mean, there's a guy that he'll—he'll he'll be working till he—till he probably drops. I mean, he—he he just never stops. That guy. He's—he's um, he's amazing. I was just looking at the map here as well that I had brought up before of your area, and um, because I, I went to America in uh, yeah 2006 was the last time I was there, and um, I Where actually went. Uh, the closest I got to you was was Chicago but that was just at the airport because I didn't actually I had to pick and choose the cities I visited to do because I could only had about five weeks there and um so I wanted to, I'm a big buddy Holly fan so obviously I went to Lubbock Texas and places like that a bit off the beaten track <laughs> and traveling there took a bit of time you know but um I actually, no I did I actually have a friend of mine who has a teaching studio there in Lubbock oh really yeah, do you know, uh, are you familiar with the classical guitarist Christopher Parkening? Yeah. Okay. Well, my friend David Brandon spent 25 years on the road with him uh, d- doing duets with with, uh, with Parkening. And, um, wow. uh, and and they met, uh, David was in, in college and Chris was his professor and it was, it was in Montana. But yeah, uh, yeah so, but, but David's got a very successful teaching uh, uh, teaching student down there, and he's really yeah. wired into a lot of people. I've seen pictures. I mean, close personal friends of his, people like Eric Johnson and people like that. That, that yeah, that he hangs out with. So, wow. David Brandon Guitar Studios in, in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, oh, so I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah, and and David's a sweetheart of a guy. You just couldn't meet a nicer guy. I mean, he's just absolutely a nice guy and just scary good player. I mean, just yeah. frightfully good. Oh, it's funny, Christopher Parkening, because the book I was just showing you before, the Bill Pyburn, he um, he mentioned in an interview the other day that he studied with Christopher Parkening, and I think he's from yeah down Mont- around Montana way somewhere, and he okay. said back back then when he was a, a younger guy, I think he's in his twenties, he uh, Parkening used to do classes. He'd select eight students or something, and um, and take them under his wing and. But this guy, Bill, um, said he wished he'd worked harder at the time. I thought everyone said to him, well, hang on, you were in that class. Isn't, wasn't that enough? He said, no, but there was guys next to me that, that pushed themselves twice as hard as what I did and really knew, really took advantage of, of that time with him. He said, I didn't really appreciate um, what, I, what I had, you know, but he said he got a lot out of it. But, yeah, it's a really interesting thing to say because Bill Pyburn, like with his publishing, his Mel Bay books and everything, you think, well, He's done okay for himself, but... I want to thank Ken for taking time to be a guest. We probably could trade stories for a couple more hours. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Creative Conversations with Roger Humphrey.